Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, a part of the amazing FBA family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Today's episode is sponsored by the new e-commerce podcast, The E-Commerce Leader, co-hosted by myself, Michael Vizi, and Jason Miles, top 1% Shopify store owner and Unimi's highest rated e-commerce instructor. If you're the owner of a thriving e-commerce business, look for The E-Commerce Leader on your favorite podcast app and subscribe today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Amazing FBA, the place to be for UK-based Amazon sellers, or no, in fact, if you're in the US or, or Australia, I know a lot of our listeners are welcome as well. Good day. Today, we are bringing another UK-based person and a fellow Brit, John Kant of Rising Sun Commerce. And John, although he is uh, British and lives in the UK, is married to a Japanese lady and lived in Japan for years, so really has a great feeling for the culture. And that's why he's been well-placed to help brands successfully launch and expand on Amazon Japan. And he's been doing that for several years and very neglected market. So good to hear about it. Welcome back to the show, John. Hi, Michael. Good to be back. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, where are you coming to us from today? Yes, I'm in East Yorkshire in the north of England. Excellent. The People's Republic of Yorkshire, having studied <laughs> in there, I know that there's a very strong sort of regional uh, identity there, which is it's cool. It's uh, it's good, fun place. Also, they've got the driest sense of humour in the world. So great place. Great place to be holed up for the pandemic, I guess. And it's sunny today as well, so what more could you want? Yeah, absolutely, which may be not so characteristic of Yorkshire from exactly. my experience. Yeah. yeah, it's sunny in London as well. So having talked about the weather, we, we've established that we're definitely British. We're not faking it here because it's an obsession. So Amazon Japan, I mean, the first uh, question, which I guess we've asked before, but it's worth reiterating, why bother with Amazon Japan? Basically, it's it's not fundamentally changed since last time we spoke. You know, it's still the third biggest economy in the world. It's Amazon's third or fourth mar biggest marketplace, depending which data set you look at. It's sort of about the same size as Amazon UK. It's growing. It continues to grow year on year. The competition is still lower than it is on other markets. Although I'd say it's you know more and more people are going to Japan, so it's. It's hotting up a little bit, but, you know, it's still everything's relative, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So basically it's it's big and it's not so competitive. So get in there. So it message we guess we're putting out in the most primitive level, as you say, third biggest Amazon marketplace in the world by revenue. So just behind, well, just around neck and neck with the UK generally, isn't it? I mean, I, I look at the stats for recently because I like my numbers. Um, in 2018, it's 14.6 billion US dollars equivalent. This is based on my very scientific XE.com. So it may not be absolutely to within the nearest 0.6 billion. But in 2019, it was 16.7. So it's growing. And of course, in 2020, I guess nobody's gathered the figures, but I'm sure it will be off the hook. Is it true in Japan that e-commerce has shot up as a percentage of of uh, retail as well the same as in the uk and us and so forth yeah i mean over recent years it's sort of consistently been growing about 10 percent a year kind of thing as amazon japan which i think reflects other marketplaces now the pandemic has not affected japan in as catastrophically as it has here in the uk so you know we might see a slight difference in that but then Obviously, the upside of that might be the economy is not affected in such a negative way as well. So it may, may well even itself out kind of thing if, as you look at the top line figures. 
Yeah, that's an interesting point. So, yeah, tell me a bit about that. Give us a general like, economic picture of Japan. I know you're not an economist and you're not pretending to be one, but obviously for those of us, like, including myself, who really don't have much of a handle on what's going on in Japan, what's their sort of general economic outlook compared to the USA and, and Europe at this stage? So, I mean, you know, as I say, it's the third biggest economy in the world. It's historically been very strong. It still is. It's got an ageing population, so, you know, the, the economy over the longer term is probably going to shrink, you know, without, and it's got a low birth rate as well. So, you know, the, the population is decreasing, but it's still 126 million people, I think. So, you know, it's double the size of the UK. So it's not small and it's not, it's not going to be changing anytime quickly. Yeah. The people are very well off. It's compared to the UK. I'd say that the wealth is more evenly distributed. So, you know, you don't get poorer people at one end and, super rich people at the other kind of thing there's a bit more equality it, interesting so it sounds like a lot like germany actually when you describe it, because I, I you know japan in the way that i know germany i'm not lived out there and i think again it's the you know germany's the biggest economy by far in europe it's got definitely an aging population low birth rate it's got the same kind of structure as japan in fact it's, it's not quite as extreme as japan but it's a very low birth rate and very much aging population which is true of most of the world by the way apart from about four countries including the usa luckily for them i um, mean most of the world including places you think of as developing countries with high birth rate no longer the case so uh, that's just basically the world but uh, germany is also quite well spread wealth wealthy consumers uh, pretty wealthier on average than the uk and aging population low birth rates so it's, it's actually quite similar and it's also an under underused market so i would say japan and germany are probably the greatest opportunities for us and uk sellers that get neglected so tell us a bit about how to get into japan obviously sounds quite attractive i guess if they haven't been hit by covid by the way as you were pointing it just worth pointing out that they're going to be less prone to a sudden drawing in of the horns and, and reduction in consumer spending in 2021 compared to uk european union and, and america i imagine so it also sounds like it's got a bit of a it could be a balancing thing for those sorts of markets if you sell in those. So tell, how do we get into it? What's the, what are the main sort of problems that people need to solve and how do we go about that if you want to go into Japan? I mean, yeah, the, the elephant in the room is the language, right? <laughs> you know, Japanese is a language. It looks intimidating. It's, you know, completely different to English. You can't use, you know, Google Translate to do your product listings kind of thing. You know, you need to get it professionally done. So, yeah getting using somebody who knows what they're doing to to get your listing set up properly is obviously the the first point and do doing it i can't stress how important it is to do it do it right because if you don't do it right and you continue and you, you do it wrong from the off but you still want to keep selling then you have to op, you know put a load more work in to optimize it and work out why it wasn't working in the first place and you know, you end up paying for it in the longer term. So it's important to do do things right from the off. I just want to point out as well, the way the Amazon algorithm works, if you put up a listing that converts at a low rate because the Japanese is really awful, then it's going to be condemned by the Amazon algorithm. And it's going to have a history, which it will remember. It's like a bad sport scorecard in schools, follows you through school. So even if you optimize the listing into the most perfect Japanese and wonderful Japan culturally appropriate pictures, which we must talk about, you're still going to have a bad uh, record and that's going to dog your listing forever. So uh, yeah, I would just say it's, it's never worth doing things bad on Amazon ever really if you're going to bother doing it at all yeah i mean i think amazon certainly from the us that they're pushing people to move to japan more and more they've got a team there that can help get get you over to japan 
So if you sell in on Amazon.com already, then you know they have yeah Amazon have an internal team pushing nudging people to go to to Japan, and I think they're launching one for European sellers as well next year. So you know they're obviously keen to for people to expand there. You know it's yeah it's not going anywhere. So yeah. Absolutely. So tell me about the other barriers. So obviously you talked about language. I guess Japan's famous, if I understand it, because I used to teach English as a foreign language, had quite a few Japanese students. I believe there's not one but three Japanese alphabets. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you get kanji, hiragana and katakana. So right. Which when it comes to doing keyword research, you know, is obviously an extra complexity. So, you know, there's potentially more, you know, more, more different ways of, of writing keywords in in the different alphabets because they're all interlinked you know you can get sentences that that contain all three alphabets and commonly do so you know it's not a case of right we'll just use hiragana this time or katakana that time you can't you have to use the the right one for the right context so yeah it's not necessarily straightforward but definitely important to get it done properly yeah, so so more and more reasons why Google Translate is a by the way, if you're selling into Germany, which a lot of people do, shame on you of using Google Translate because that's just assuming that Germany is a nice add-on to the UK as opposed to bigger and wealthier. But yeah, it's it's even dumber to do it by the sound of it in Japan. So how do we go about keyword research in Japan then? Because obviously that sounds really intimidating. How how do I if I'm got um let's say I'm selling I wouldn't advise anyone by the way to do this. I'm let's say I'm selling an iPhone cover and I it's sold well in the US and I want to expand to the to Japan and I've got my list of keywords like iPhone 10 storage case storage case for iPhone 10 and like 100 others how do I go about figuring out whether there's a market and what the right keywords are to target in Japan okay so I mean I guess the two sort of separate questions there one is is there a market for it so you know is Japan a suitable place to sell your iPhone cover so to do that you can kind of well, you can you can do some digging on your own. It's not too complex. One area that Google Translate does work reasonably well is when you're using, you know, input kind of thing. So if you're looking at Japanese and you want to have a vague understanding of what's going on, then, you know, by all means, use Google Translate to, to kind of get an understanding of what's going on on, on the website, on Amazon's website and, and see. So, you know, you, you I would... I'd I'd use Google Translate in this case. I'd you know phone case, iPhone case. I'd type it into Google Translate, see what it comes up in as Japanese. Type that into the search bar in Japanese, and then you know you can see what search results come up. Are they relevant? What's their bestseller rank like for you know the different categories? Does the the category of products that, that you're looking at does it have its own category kind of thing how does it fit what's the category situation like in in japan you know what are the overall bestseller ranks and by the time you've you know if you've got an understanding of amazon you know amazon japan is no different to anywhere else so you can kind of use those data points and get an understanding of, of, of if your product is you know likely to sell based on what comp what's already selling Hmm. That sounds quite complex, uh, even though I, I get that you could use some, some translate. Is that something that you guys offer? Yeah, so I guess part, so. the reason I'm laughing is you, it's interesting to hear you say that sounds quite complex. Because we've been doing it so long, it, it feels like, you know, straightforward for me. So, yeah, I'm kind of probably over oversimplifying it big time. So, yeah, I mean, that is something that we do. You know, we do. Yeah. 
we do market research reports as a sort of one one off service that- it's funny because people come to me and, and somebody asked me the other day could you just do all of the product research and recommend a product for me i'm like well that's a lot of work i i can do that if you want me to but but i guess for some and i just thought well why would you not just do some of it yourself so you understand the market but i guess the the answer is because when you've done something a lot it seems simpler than it really is so mm, yeah, yeah yeah okay well it's good to know that you guys can help with that and and you're right so i i guess i i i asked two separate questions of figuring out if there's a market but once you figure out there is a market and you want to sort of target the right keywords how would you go about sort of figuring that out what keywords to put in your listing or indeed running ppc if you're going to do that yeah so i mean again we've got a kind of internal process for doing all of this we we use two or three data points for work, working out what the best keywords are for a particular product you can access brand analytics in japan so that that's kind of one one source secondly is looking at uh, competitors keywords and, and seeing you know what what type of things they are using the third is to kind of brainstorm so we get a japanese member of staff to to kind of come up with their own list of you know what what, what they think are relevant for the product and then fourthly so i've got a bonus one there's i think asin seed as well is like a, a tool that works as well that you can um do keyword research around that works for japan so we kind of put all these together in a in a sort of spreadsheet database type thing and, and then flush out what we think are the most relevant ones and make sure that they appear in people's, you know, title and bullets and mm. description in the right places. Okay. Based on how important they are. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not fundamentally different to how you do it anyway. It's just, you know, yeah, knowing and understanding the... The Japanese really yeah yeah I guess it, again it does sound like something that it, it's going to be pretty hard to do without speaking Japanese I get the feeling I mean is it yeah. something that your your customers I guess by definition are coming to you to get that sort of dealt with anyway is it something that you see people trying to have a go at with just Google Translate or is that not really a way to do it I mean we we have customers come to us that they'll 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 come to us and say oh we launched in Japan you know a year or two ago my product's not selling can you work out why and we'll look at their listing and be like well yeah because nobody it didn't really make any sense so. <laughs> yeah okay so you, you could do do it yourself but it probably doesn't make much sense and, and i guess yeah by the time you've gotten to the expense and, and trouble of sending products to japan it's probably <laughs> worth getting in touch with somebody you can sort it out properly all right so i guess that brings us to the other things in it and listing which would be sort of benefits and then of course imagery so what what are the, what's the same and what's different between selling the sort of imagery you'd use to sell in, say, the US, um, because it's pretty similar to UK, I suppose, and Japan? Yeah, so image-wise, again, it depends on the product. But, you know, as if you've got, I don't know, a gadget, say, that doesn't have people in it, then I think having, you know, lifestyle photographs set in the UK or the US is, is perfectly fine. I think the more localized they are, the the better increase in conversion rate you'll probably see. But obviously, it doesn't make sense to start getting loads of new images done the very first day you launch because that's quite an expensive thing to do, and you know, you want to kind of get some confidence in the market at that point. But it, I think it it is increasingly important to, to have localized images. Um, and I think this is a good point to flag, actually, because Amazon are changing, or we've noticed 
you can have Japan specific images as the main images relative to other international ASINs. So, well, oh, I'm not doing a very good job of explaining this. Let me slow down, take a step back, and I'll. So, if you're selling one product under the same ASIN on different marketplaces, historically, that the images that you had for that particular ASIN would be the same anywhere in the world. Now, that was always a problem for us in Japanese, especially when images had you know English annotations on them, English text on them. We'd see that there was a, a, a massive um, reduction in conversion rate in Japan relative to the other markets because not many people in Japan speak English, so it kind of puts people off. Now, we've contacted some of the, the, the reps and support staff that we know that work at Amazon Japan, and there's a, a system where you can get images updated just for Japan without it affecting the that ASIN in, in other parts of the world. So we've we've done that for a few clients' products, and we've seen an increase in conversion rates when we've updated the images to, to be Japanese. Excellent. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So is that something that generally most people can't do coming in from the outside, but you have a special link to Amazon that you can do? Is that the situation? Yes. I mean, we have to go through these reps and they have to do it kind of mm. semi-manually or through their internal system. I don't know. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a bit of a black hole to us. Yeah, <laughs> Amazon is a black hole to everyone, probably in Amazon as well. To come to yeah, that. yeah. No, we get, uh, we get Nobody knows. <laughs> we get that impression from them as well. Yeah. You know? So sometimes yeah. we've had to go back multiple times. We've given them the image in the exact format with naming conventions that they've wanted and they've still not updated and stuff and then they've sort of said oh we'll try this so we've changed something and then finally yeah. three days later it, we see it all go through so Amazon's a capricious beast even for those who work there i think but coming back to that that thought i mean it's interesting because that's that mirrors what i know from more advanced sellers you've got access to account managers which you either pay a lot of money for or if you're a big enough seller and we're talking probably several seven you know high seven figures probably getting into the eight figure seller these days with the size of the markets to be taken seriously by amazon and get an, an account manager at that point in europe of course you've got exactly the same problem it's not as extreme because more germans tend to speak english for example but they still it's still going to convert better if you've got german language on the listings and and uh, yeah you have to go through an amazon manager so again from the majority of ordinary sellers when i say that i mean even seven figure sellers that ain't something you're going to get access to so the fact that you guys can is really powerful i think because I, I also think for a lot of products if you are selling something that does a job as opposed to just looks nice an iphone holder for example if it's just got specific features being able to write text on it as well as sort of infographics is incredibly important i think in getting conversions so i think in itself that and the keyword research would already have me reaching for the phone or, or emailing you for getting that done because uh, that sounds like a nightmare to have a bunch of English imagery or, or even worse, German yeah, or something. Japanese people tend to be quite detail-oriented mm. a lot of the time as well. So, you know, explaining, you know, again, if it's a gadget, explaining the you know, the, the technical data, the technical information on a product is, is really important. And, you know, the... the clearer and easier that you can do that the better so yeah it's it's good to do that with images yeah that's a very good point I, I guess again they got some similarities with germany for whatever reason i mean the wealthy consumers that are also fussy about details i mean the germans tend to just be blunt and write incredibly rude reviews and send back products that they don't think fit or whatever and they're also very technical buyers so tell me about that with with japan what's the sort of once you've actually managed to sell a product what's the review situation like are they are they quite critical is it easy or hard to get reviews how does that look so 
we we see review if we're doing follow-up campaigns you know giving customers a nudge to check that the product arrived okay and asking for you know a review if they if they are happy to review it then we see review rates of sort of two to three percent kind of thing i'd say generally speaking the the, the japanese people they leave positive reviews again the the they leave detailed reviews. I mean, that we we see image reviews coming through, even you know from normal customers. Some, sometimes the they look so good that you think that it's kind of a dodgy review, but it's just a genuine Japanese customer who kind of goes the extra mile and puts in a really detailed review. I'd say in terms of their star ratings, they're a bit. I'm going to use the Japanese word "ketchy," which is a bit like <laughs> they don't give away five stars freely, kind of thing. So a four-star review is actually a pretty good review in Japan. So if you were comparing like for like with other marketplaces, you might see, you know, lower. You know, you might get three point nine instead of four point three or something in another market. So. Well, I guess that's all relative, though, isn't it? Because if everyone around you says exactly. that four star yeah. means good, yeah. there's a sort of inflation, which is quite an American thing, if I may say this, that that somehow five stars doesn't mean amazing, excellent. It just means acceptable. And yeah, somehow there's yeah. a sort of yeah. grade inflation, right? A bit like with every year in, in the UK, that, that obsession every year, everyone says that A-levels have been devalued because everyone gets more A's every year. I don't know if it's true or not, but there's a sort of inflation about it. And interesting that you say that two to three percent review rates are quite standard. And I guess that's going to vary hugely by product category, of course. But my my uh, understanding of the stats that I've seen amongst the the serious sellers I know is around one percent is average. So if you're doing two to three, it sounds like it's not so hard to get the reviews. They're detailed. Again, that detail orientation, which is part of the culture, which I think is very important for, to pick up on. And uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter if if they aren't super positive star ratings, as long as it's better than your competition, I guess, isn't it? So yeah, although I guess. Um back to the international ASINs again, you know, um, Amazon seem to be sharing reviews around the world. So if you're using a, the same ASIN in other countries, you know, if you've got 10,000 reviews on amazon.com and you launch on Amazon Japan with the same ASIN, Japanese customers will see these 10,000 reviews on your listing as soon as you launch kind of thing. So, mm. Yeah, it's the same if you launch in Europe with, with an ASIN that starts a off life in America but my understanding is that my view as a consumer as well is that what I'm in view I, what I physically see on, on Amazon front end I guess is what I'm saying is that they pull across the star rating from the US but as soon as you get some sales in the UK then yes you can probably see that the international reviews show up low, lower down the page from all different places with the options to translate so you get the original reviews in Spanish or German or whatever but the star rating is only going to be determined by US or whatever until you get your own marketplace reviews right so that's good that could be helpful as a boost but i guess it's not going to change things in the long term is it yeah no exactly it's the same in japan but yeah i mean, but, I mean it's, it's it's it makes it easier to launch in japan yeah because you know if you've got a, a massive number of positive reviews in another marketplace it yeah it just makes it much easier yeah so what you want to do is if you're american based and you've been selling things to to hyper americans who give everything five stars <laughs> and you could come across to japan where they're more catchy as you put it i like that word so they're, they're a bit more sort of you know of, you know, holding back of their 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 full praise and then and you know you could look better for a bit so that's going to help your launch i guess as long as you don't obviously just copy a bunch of english language images and 
and terrible translations. <laughs> so I guess what we haven't talked about is the obvious other thing, which is, okay, you've got a great listing and it's going to convert well. You've got the right imagery. And, and by the way, I just wanted to say on that point, having Japanese people uh, or Japanese looking people in the imagery in order to, to make sure the conversion rates are better shouldn't really be a problem. If you need to shoot the, the thing in Japan, in, in the US, there's a huge pop Japanese American population. It's been part of the population forever since the mid 19th century so pretty much as for most of american history and so you probably get the models easily enough if you want to go to the expense but also if you want to just photoshop things in that's what i would do and most of the time photoshop guys these days can do a lot of work and that'll be you know tens of dollars not hundreds so i just point out that i would seriously consider getting some photoshop done as quick as possible rather than leaving it but having said all that so we've got a listing that's converting how do we get the PPC, you know, how do we get the traffic there? Does, does Amazon ads work similarly in Japan? And, and if you're not a Japanese speaker, how on earth do you deal with that situation? So it works exactly the same way as it does everywhere else, basically. And it, I'd say it's a step or two behind in the, you know, you, you get um, product display ads and brand ads, but with video ads aren't available yet kind of thing. So, you know, it's... Yeah, it's one, it tends to be one step behind everywhere else, but fundamentally it's the same thing. In terms of analyzing your ad performance, you know, you can go off the data. Again, you can use Google Translate to get an understanding of if a particular keyword is relevant. You know, if you're on the fence about is this, yeah, is this phrase, you know, the, for example, you might have made if a keyword's had 20 clicks and hasn't made a sale and you're like, oh, scratching your head, is this relevant? By all means, use Google in that, that situation to, to see if the the phrase is, is relevant or not. And, you know, you'll, you'll get a fair understanding of, it, of if it is or not. Yeah, we, 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 we do manage client ads in-house. You know, that's that's one of the services that we offer. So, you know, if people want to go in the extra level of detail. And then also we, we're actually developing a software tool at the moment to help people manage their ads themselves so it, yeah our tool is kind of it's going to auto translate people's keyword lists so save you going as i was describing it going to google translate to get an understanding of what the keyword phrases say you know well, you'll be able to see it all on one screen kind of thing so yeah that's going to save a lot of time and, and messing about oh that sounds very good well make sure you get in touch with us when when that goes live and I'll, I'll pop that out and, and email to people because that sounds really useful. Yeah, well, we're in beta at the moment. So if anybody wants sort of free access to it, then get in touch with me and you can... Perfect. Be, how do, how do people get in touch, John? Uh, yeah, just drop me an email, uh, jc at risingsuncommerce.co.uk. All right. Excellent. You heard it here first. Hey, the folks, so thank you so much for listening to today's episode with... John Kant of Rising Sun Commerce. So we've had a good old look at the opportunity in Japan. I really think that it's one of those open secrets that is really overlooked by most Amazon sellers. It really is the third biggest marketplace in the world. So the third biggest demand really after Germany and obviously the mighty US, but a lot less competition. And I really, really urge you to consider it if you have any product selling anywhere else really in the world. Yes, there are some hoops to jump through, but it sounds like uh, John and his team, as you can gather, have done this many, many times. It's not going to be massively expensive. There's going to be some hassle, some cost of entry, some barriers to entry. But on the other side of that, a lower competition means every single sale you make should make you more profit, assuming, of course, that your products are good and that, that it works. Um, 
So a really quick summary from today, um, Japan has grown about 10% a year and most normal years, 2020, when the statistics have been gathered, it's probably going to be somewhat bigger. It's not been as extreme a jump as the UK, Europe, US, because they've had less of a COVID issue. But of course, that means that 2021 is probably going to be more stable in Japan. So it might help stabilize your other marketplaces going into what's going to be quite an unstable year ahead. Um, general Japanese outlook economically is pretty st steady there, which is worth having. The language barrier is obviously a thing, but that means that you just need an expert to sort that out for you and uh, keyword targeting as well. And somebody who can really just make sure that you are on point with fine tuning or localizing, if you like, your listing. So I really, really think this is a great opportunity where there's a slight barrier, but that isn't really that huge. Um, is really great opportunity. And I think Japan still in 2020 and 2021 has that written all over it. I think it says opportunity to me. Zig, when they zag, if everyone else is doing UK, Europe, America still because it's their comfort zone, I think it's time to explore Japan. And hopefully this has whetted your appetite for that thing. Don't forget to get in touch with John if you need to. And if you like this episode, don't forget to give us a rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as I should call it these days. And don't forget, of course, to subscribe to the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to the 10K Collective Podcast, part of the family of amazing FBA podcasts. Today's episode is sponsored by the new e-commerce podcast, The E-Commerce Leader. The podcast is hosted by yours truly and Jason Miles, multi-million dollar Shopify owner and Unimi's highest rated e-commerce instructor. If you're the owner of a thriving online business and you want to become the best e-commerce leader you can be, it's got your name on it. For free guides and mini courses on many topics, go to www.theecommerceleader.com.